0: On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safdie for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources, and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef ben Mazal and Shalomor Rafael ben Mazal. Ruah Hashem Tanichem Began Eden Amen. Daf Yod Bet. Today's Daf is being studied the Halucha Shmat of Raham Ben Esther. Rua Hashem Tanichem Began Eden Amen. We begin today's Daf on the bottom line of Yud Aleph Amud Bet. We were discussing in yesterday's Gemara, a question regarding Bate Kenesiyot and Bate uh, Midrashiyot, are they subject to the Tum'ah of Nigaim? Which means if, let's say, in the Bet Knesset the walls of the Bet Kinesit get lepr- leprosy on it, is it subject to the laws of Nigaim, or they have to have Tum'ah? So, uh, the Gemara said, I'll just read it uh, quickly. Is it possible that the bet Knesset is We had a bright omar uba asher lo So the pasuk says uba I mean, lo Only if they're individually owned. Mashiach the Bet Knesset, which is considered public, so therefore there is no Tum'ah of Nega'im. So we have a stila, is there Nega'im in the Bet Knesset, or not? So came the Gebaran, answered a few answers. was says, La'akasha. First answer, be Meir ve Banan. One answer I can tell you is, Machloket Rabbanan and the Meir. The Tanya, Bet Knesset, she is, Bet Dira L'Hazanah Knesset. In the olden days, the Bet Knesset, used to have a room, uh, a residence actually, where the hazan, which was the Shamosh of the Bet Knesset, used to live. So in that case over there, if it has a Dira in it, Chaya Mizuza. everybody holds, in that case the Bet Knesset is Chaya B'mezuza, because it's a residence. V'she'en ba Bet Dira, if it doesn't have a residence in it, be Rebimi'ir Mechayev. So Rabbi Meir says, doesn't matter, still Hayav. So just like he's going to say Hayav in Mezuzah, he's going to say Hayav also in Niga'im, meaning it's subject to Niga'im. Vachamim <speaking> Potrim. Achamim say Patur from Mezuzah, and so too it's to be Patur from Niga'im. So that's one way to reckon the two uh, statements. One is Rabbi Meir, and one is Rabbanan. Answer number two, Viba Itema Havya Rabbanan. Both... All going like a banana. It's a much better answer because you could make it going like one opinion. We'd rather to do that. Say so, the answer very simply. One bit is it has a bit diraf, If it has a bit diraf, it's in and mezuzah. it's hayavan and mezuzah. so therefore it's gonna be also subject to nigaim. Uh ha the lid If It doesn't have a bit diraf, so therefore it's not subject to a mezuzah, therefore it's not gonna be subject to uh nigaim. Which means the the if it's subject to a mezuzah, so it's called the bayit. It's called the bayit. So you have negaim. Yeah. If it doesn't, it's not subject to a mezuzah. It's not called the bayit. Therefore, it's not going to be subject to negaim. That would be the point uh, over there. So comes the Gemara today and starts be'bedira. I can tell you that while we're talking about two battekaniyos that do not have bedira. And therefore, according to the Banan, really, it's not hayav in Mezuzah. And one that Knesset is talking about of Kerachim. Kerachim is of the big cities, let's say. No, Kerach is like the, the big cities, uh, where a lot of people are uh, populated. And therefore, these are public properties, where everybody goes in and out of. And therefore, they're not going to be subject to... The loss of the garment, because says Uba Asher Lo habayit. has to be, you know, recognize who the owner is. VeHa Dikfarim. However, in the case that's subject to the garment, talking about a bit Kerenet of Kfarim, because Rashi understands. Look at the top uh, Rashi. Dikrahim Sheuma Kom Shivakim. It's a marketplace. Umetkabsim Sham MeMekomot Arbe. Right, people gather there. The Vehe asuyah lechol abalit palel veena be'alim mm. yuhadim. In the big city, there's nobody specifically that owns mm. the bet kereneset. However, mm. the chvarim call be'alav nikarim. Their owners are well known. Veareu kebet kebet tashutafim. Mm. It's like a house that has partners. And they're recognizable. And therefore, a house, uh, a betkineset of kerachim is patur from negaim, or not subject to negaim. Or a betkineset of the kefarim, the villages where the owners are recognizable, it's still to abash to loab by it. Therefore, it's going to be subject to negaim. Comes the Gibran says, the kerachim aim gaim? Well, you tell me that the betkineset of the big city is not subject to negaim? We learned. It says in the pasuk, "Achosatchem." Actually, the whole pasuk is "Vnatati bebet eres achosatchem," which means the land that you inherit. In that land is going to be negaim. So the Gemara says, "Achosatchem metameah bnegaim," which means the lands that you inherited uh for your families, for your tribes. That's subject to negaim. The end, Yerushalayim metameah bnegaim. But anything in Yerushalayim is not subject to Nigaim. Because this opinion holds that Yerushalayim was not divided to the tribes. There's one opinion that says the city of Jerusalem was also split amongst the tribes of Yehuda and Benyamin. This opinion is saying, no, Yerushalayim is public property, belongs to everybody. Uh, and therefore, the Geberah is saying, only eres Achuzatchem, any land that was... Uh, divided, bequeathed, given to the Shivatim thats subject to the law of the Gaim. Any land like Yerushalayim, that was not—it's considered public uh, domain—is not subject. Amar ah. Biuda, the Biuda says, any lo shamarti ela mekom bilvad. He says, "I hold." Not only does all of Israel have the Gaim, but I hold Yerushalayim also has the because I hold that Yerushalayim was also divided amongst the shevatim. What's the only area that's not going to be subject to the gaiim? Bet HaMikdash proper. Why? Because the Bet Hamidash proper itself was purchased by David HaMelech by a fellow Aravna Haybushi, and when David HaMelech bought it, he bought it al daat for all Klai Yisrael To have uh, ownership So therefore That's not considered Achuzat Because wasn't divided So the Gebra says Nesiyot Bin Gaim Gav Which means According to uh, The Biyuda, Who says that uh, Or even Tanakama That says Achuzat that anything that was bequeathed to Am Yisrael, so that means including the synagogues, including the particular And he's not making a difference, the Gemara's not making a difference between Kirachim and Kifarim Which is ma'ashma'ah, that as long as that property was bequeathed to Am Yisrael, it's considered Eres so it's going to be subject to the laws of the Gaim, even the particular that are over there. And even the particular siyot of the Kirachim. So therefore, how do you uh, reconcile? So the Gemara says. Comes Gemara and says, Amen. which means when Rabbi Yehuda gave a shita. Originally came along and said that ani lo shamati makom which means the only place that's not subject to negayim is makom Mikdash. But everywhere else, going to the beyuda, mm-hmm. it's subject to negayim. Bet tekeresiyot, all that. Now we're changing the words of the beyuda. It's not that he said the only exemption is makom mcdash. El yeah. I read makom Mekudash. Uh, oh. a place that. Is holy So which means That would include bate Kenesiyot Specifically of Kerachim Because now we can make The Hiduk. The Of Kerachim And therefore There is no uh, Question Look at Rashi Rashi third line Okay According to the first opinion Jerusalem is not subject To negayim She'en achuzah Because it was not Bequeathed Kasabar, halikal Yamin According to the first opinion, everybody has equal rights to The says no. Uh, I didn't hear that. He owes that indeed it was divided to the shivatim. When David bought the property from Aravna, that was his name. Hey, that's, the, that's the guy that sold David about the uh, plot for the bet David collected the money from all Klai Yisrael So therefore the Beit HaMikdash proper is, uh, belongs to Klai Yisrael Good So therefore the Gemara, let's review, the Gemara The question The Gemara said, you told me the bet HaMikdash of Kerachim That what? bet HaMikdash of Kerachim belongs to everybody, so Rabin. Therefore no subject to the Gaim What do you mean? Rabbi Yehuda clearly said that the only place that's exempt from the is makom mikdash, mm. mashma. Everywhere else, including the bet knesset of kedachim, is going to be subject to the gaiim. Stira. Gembala's answer: Don't read it makom mikdash. Elat makom mekudash. Any place that has kedusha, which would include a bet knesset of kedachim, it's going to be exempt from the laws of the So that we don't have a stira. Kavz Gavron says, "Bemai What is this mahlokit between Rabbi Yudan and Rabbanan regarding Jerusalem? Rabbi say says Jerusalem not subject to the ga'im. Rabbi Yudan says no, Jerusalem is subject to the ga'im. What's the what's the over here? So Gavron says, Jerusalem was not divided to the tribes. Again, when Moshe Rabbeinu, or uh, Yoshua Ben Nun, when they went into to Sahel, they split up uh, the land amongst the 12 tribes. So the question is, what was the status of Jerusalem? Chakramim say, it was not divided up, it was always considered public, public. area, so therefore it's not considered Eris <laughs> Ahuzat It's not the land that you bequeathed, yeah, that <laughs> you divided. Therefore it's not subject to the guy. because the Davkat says Ahuzat The Rabbi Yudah said, no, Jerusalem indeed was and we found actually on this subject the tribe of Yehuda what was his uh, what, did, what did he own actually the temple mount where the Beit HaMikdash was that, that piece of land the shakot we call the, the offices that we talked about uh, in the Beit HaMikdash the, the courtyards of the Beit HaMikdash that were on the eastern side. Uh, this would also include the Izrat Nashim the Izrat Israel. Uh, there was an eleven Ammah area where the Kohanim would walk um, uh, by the Mizbayah That was all considered Helek of Yehuda. Umayah bechalkoshe Binyamin. Now Binyamin was the other tribe that also had a Helek in the uh, Temple Mount. What was Binyamin's Helek? Ulam. Ulam would be the uh, antechamber. The Hechal would be like a um, also sanctuary. Okay, the sanctuary of the Bet Hamikdash, Ubet Kodesh Kodashim. Okay, the Holy of Holies also belonged in the tribe of Benjamin. That we are on the western side of the uh, Bet Hamikdash area, right? So from the Mizbaya east, that was Yehuda. From the Mizbaya west towards the Kodash Kodashim. It seems that belonged to Binyamin Urtsu'ah And we call that a strip A strip of property very narrow strip Only let's say uh, Wide One Amah Yehuda It extended from the Yehuda Property line the Mechalkosh Shil Binyamin And entered the section of Binyamin Banui And and that little strip of land, that's where the uh, mizbeach, in that strip of land, that's where the mizbeach was supposed to be built. On that one piece of land, uh, if you have your uh, article, you might see a picture of exactly what this is talking about. Okay, you see the um, you see the courtyards first of all, right? Okay, actually, you see it. Um, I guess in number thirteen. The bottom there is 12, twelve, Are you looking at it? Yeah, yeah that. I'm looking that, on top, that, that on the top, top left, yeah, yeah. Okay, you have it on the bottom also. Okay, you see Next it over here, C. Ah, uh, but Same thing. Oh, he's just giving okay, you a Okay, you see it on the side, the side also. There was a strip of one amma that came out. That was from the uh, Yehuda section, and it went into the section of Benjamin. But it really belonged to Yehudah. So, yeah. And uh, Benjamin Sadiq saw that this section is going to fall into the hands of Yehuda's brother. Wow. Benjamin, the original tribe, this one Amash strip, he was very, very excited to get that strip, oh, to be in his because That's the halikus of bayah. Sure. So he wants that uh, peace to be by him. Okay. Imar, like it says, <laughs> meaning Binyamin, when he was blessed by, Biny- by Moshe Rabbeinu, Binyamin is blessed by Moshe. Hofef <laughs> 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 means like he was uh, excited or um, uh, was agonizing. Or, okay, meaning he was trying to to, to, to to acquire that hillock. Okay, agonizing is the right word. He I mean, was bothering him. Who was bothering him all day long? I got to get that uh, I got to get that uh, That strip over there So Burya Ulam said Wow you're so excited to get The helik of the Beit HaMikdash So God made Binyamin The uh, host of the Shekhinah Because the Aaron, Which is the holiest uh, furniture, Is what? is in Binyamin's section. between his shoulders, God rests. So therefore, we're showing her over here, that according to this opinion over here, uh, we see that Yerushalayim uh, was actually divided up amongst the tribes of Yehuda and Binyamin. The but we have another Tana that says, the Yerushalayim really was not divided amongst the Shabbatim. Tanya, because we learned in the Brayta, and Maskidin batim Yerushalayim. A guy comes up to Yerushalayim on the regalim, on the high, on the three holidays, He needs a place to stay. you can't rent to the pilgrims a room, a room to sleep in Yerushalayim. Why? Why can't you rent them? A guy comes to your house, you don't know the guy, he's a stranger, you want to charge him a rent. You can't charge rent. Why? Because it doesn't belong to you. Jerusalem belongs to everybody. So How can you charge a guy a rent for something that technically he also owns? So the says, Rabbi Why? you can't even rent them beds. Because the place where the beds are, that... Real estate also belongs to all of Yisrael. So, what do you do? So, the rabbis made a tekanah huh? Because, bottom line, the guy's staying in your house. Technically, you can't charge him. So in a, no, you don't want to do it free because it's not uh, not proper. So, therefore, what they did is they had a certain protocol where you'd leave them like a uh, certain gift. What was that? The Fichach Orot Kodashim. The skins of your Qurban. Everybody went up to do Shema to bring Qurbanot. Shalme Hagiga, me Simcha. So, what do you do with the skins? The skin have value. So, the custom was they would take the skins of the Aram, uh, they would skin it. And what happens? The owners of the houses could take it by force. The guy comes in with his skins. The owner could just say, I'm taking that. He takes it. And, and, and you have no recourse. That's, that was the, the payment that uh, they would take. Okay? Um, again, and not really they should give it willingly. But if they don't want to give it willingly, the point is the owners of the house are able to take it uh, by force. Again, Bottom line, this bright tells that Yerushalayim was not divided amongst the Shevatim. So it comes out, we showed you a Machloket right. amongst the Tanaim. Is <laughs> Yerushalayim divided amongst the tribes? The first opinion said, yeah, Yehuda, Benyamin, you got to the Leshakot, you got the Azarot, you got the, uh, the, 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 the Hekal, you he got the Ula. Right? They've given you what they got. The Nitzwa, that, that was from benjamin it went into Yehuda's section. benjamin wanted to swallow it, etc. Second opinion said, no, 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 no. Yerushalayim is pro- public property So therefore you see we have a mahluket amongst the uh, Tanaim over here And that's the same mahluket between Tanakama and the Biuda. Mm-hmm. Was Yerushalayim divided or not? Amar And the fact that we let the owners take the skins by force We, we learn over here, rule Orach ar'a, it is the derich iris inish gulfa it's the Dirich Eretz for a guy staying by this guy's house, the guest, to leave a uh, a jug, that's a gulfa, and to leave the skins for the owner. That's the protocol. Dirich Eretz, don't uh, stay there for nothing. Even though technically, yeah, leave a gift, but she leave a gulfa, a, a, a jug, and leave a, uh, the skins of the animal. Let's read the sheet together now. Let's read the sheet. What are they arguing on? So the argument really is: Was Jerusalem divided or no. not? Harabayit v'leshkot Azarot Okay, Harabay Temple Mount. The Shkot is the offices. Azarot is the courtyards. Sadam is Lahi, That's the eastern side of the Bet Hamidrash. of Harabay the width of the Harabay. That's Nashim Kula, the whole ladies section. Gazat Yisrael Kula, that's the uh, men's section the Also, the eleven Amma where the Kohenim were able to walk in front of that. The That's where the Mizbayah began as well. Misham the Mizbayah westward, that already belonged to yeah. Benjamin That's the Kodesh, Kodesh Kodeshim etc. But at the Mizbayah, let's say, to the right of the Mitzbayach, let's say, um, a little strip One amal, A very narrow little strip Over there of the Mizbayach mm-hmm. Jutted out And it went into the uh, Hilik of uh, uh, Binyamin <laughs> Like a yeah. guy It's like, the, the it's like Agonizing yeah. or yearning That he didn't fulfill his ta'ava uh, Because he wants that little Hilik It's a holy place over there That's the Mizbayach He wants the, that, that, that little strip So what happened he ended up becoming the host of the Shekhinah Because the Aaron was placed in his chilek Okay so that's the gift that you should leave the host The gurfa is the, we said, the jugs and the skins of the animals. Comes the Gemara and says, Ud Kfarim, Mimit Tameh B'nega'im? Oh. today's Gemara, we started off and said, the bet canister of Kfarim, Villages, Is Mimit Tameh B'nega'im. That she explained to us, because the owners are known. So it's considered uba as lo habayit. It's not considered a public item. It's a small little it's village. Small Everybody knows it. the synagogue is owned by, let's say, a couple of people, whatever it is. Yeah. So it's considered more like a, uh, like a shutafuta, as she said, like a partnership in the house. And therefore it's subject to niga'im. So they give a lot of questions. Yeah. Is the kfarim subject to Is the kefarim subject to What are you talking about? We learned. la huzah. It says the word Achuzah. i read all over the whole pasuk. Kitavu eder es Kenahan asher ani noten lachem la Achuzah. V'natatim negat zara abe bet eder Achuzatchem. So again, the pasuk uses the word Achuzah on the land that you inherit. So the Gemara says, Ad beshu ota. That's only until Bnei Israel <laughs> conquers the land. Before they conquered the land, there was no laws of the Gaim. So Let's say after Yeshua conquered the land But they didn't divide it up It took them 7 years to conquer the land It, it took them another seven, 7 years, years to, to divide it up So the question is Let's say they conquered it but they did not divide it Or They started to divide it amongst the Shivatim But they didn't divide it amongst the Shivatim's families so the Shevet now got uh, the thousand acres But now would have to divide those thousand acres amongst the, the families they, f- they divided it to the family members But now each family member doesn't know still which Shevet is says There's a lot of divisions over here First you got to give it to the Shevet proper Then each Shevet's got to divide it to each family Then each family has got to give it to each individual So they, they didn't divide it yet So therefore it says how do you know that negaim do not apply until each individual gets his actual chayelik tamud lomar? abayit miishmiyuhad lo elu Which means even though you know the dahala and you know exactly which section basically you're going to get, but until it's actually divided, so therefore there is no negaim. Also, oh, that's the case, a bit Knesset of kefarim is. Really, it's not privately owned anymore, right. it's owned by the group. Mm-hmm. No, that's not buba Asher Law, it." Now, in order to understand this question, uh, we understood from Rashi, well, what do you mean? It's owned, it's, it's, it's a small village, right. so the owners are known, it's like uh, Shutafut. Mm-hmm. And now the Gemara is telling us, no, Kefarim is not considered that, that it has is. an owner. Well, what, 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 what did you think in the in the beginning? I thought at the beginning that she clearly told me, if you look on the, on the second line in Ashi, called yeah. Ba'alaf Nikarim, all its owners are known. Mm-hmm. Now the Gemara is telling me, what's it's not. What, what, what happened in the question <laughs> and uh, what happened in the, in the answer above and in the, in the question now? So he brings over here from the for Ishanim that says like this Either we have to say that this Braita is arguing on that uh, principle that we said above, that what? It's not, um, uh, Sutafim also is not considered subject to the Gaim. In that in the answer, we thought, oh, Baich Sutafim, there's a couple of owners over there, partners, you know it's, it's okay, you know what the owners are, it's fine. This Baich is saying, no, no, Sutafim are not good enough for the Gaim. And then, if it's not good enough for the Gaim, we're back to the question, oh, Kefareem, how do you tell me it's a after to the Gayim? So again, you have to say that this Baich here does not agree with the premise that we said above that Shutafim are subject to the <laughs> Right, Osh Reymar always says <laughs> Someone has said another answer Another answer wants to say in Shutafim, each guy owns what he owns here in the Kifarim, it was not yet decided yet, which means it's a smaller group. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it's easy to find out who owns what. But they not yet actually divide it yet. Oh. So therefore, the Gebarah is saying, until they actually divide, until you actually know who owns what, so therefore it's not considered a bayat that's subject to the Gaim. So back to the question, mm-hmm. you told me before bayat of Kifarim, Subject to the Now we're telling me it's not. Give us answer. You know what? You have to go back to the original answers. What was the original answers? The original answer we gave above. Either we're going one like the Meir and the Banan, or we're going all like Rabbanan Banan. And the difference is, is there a Bet Dirah uh, in the Bet or there's no Bet Dirah in the Bet Which is we gave different answers to answer the Stirah because the Bet is subject to the or not. Now we're rejecting this kifarim even Kirachim answer. Because just like kirachim are not going to be subject, so too kefarim are not going to be subject. Oh, so we have istirah. Bet kinesit is negaim, bet kinesit is non negaim. Go through all the answers that we gave. Either to be how a banan, or I could say it's both the banan, and the haluk is, is there a bet dirah, or there is no bet dirah. And now we move on to a, a new subject in our uh, gemara. Now, we learnt above that, of course, only a Kohen Gadol could work on Yom Now, for the Kohen Gadol to become a Kohen Gadol, he has to be uh, inaugurated. Uh, how do you inaugurate a Kohen Gadol? Of course, they pour the oil on him, the special Mashiach. Uh, or he wears the eight clothes. That's Ribui uh, Begadim. Now, we learned in our Mishnah that they would prepare a second Kohen Gadol in the wings of the Beta Mikdash. Just in case the first Kohen Gadol become Amen. Basud. Kippur. So right away they would bring the uh, second Kohen Gadol in his stead, exactly as a substitute. So comes the Gemara and says, Umatkinin lo Kohen Achiv. Right? So they would prepare a second Kohen just in case the first one would become Pasut. So the Gemara says, Peshita, it's Pasut let's say the first Kohen got pasul before he even brought the morning korban meaning the beginning of the day didn't he didn't bring the first korban it becomes pasul so the hinukh, the inauguration of the second Kohen is going to be in the tamid shahar because at the tamid shahar the Kohen got to wear 8 clothes mm-hmm. So how do you inaugurate a Kohen Gadol? Put on the eight clothes. That's, that's so therefore, it's very good. The inauguration for that Kohen will be, let him put on the eight picadim, let him stand by the Mizbeah, let him bring the shah. you're officially now a Kohen Gadol, you were inaugurated. That's no problem. However, <laughs> the eight garments, the garments can uh, inaugurate a Kohen. <laughs> Which means, let's say, after the Tamid Shul shahar. Now, nah, how do you inaugurate the second Kohen? Why? What's the problem? Because for the rest of the day, the Kohen now only wears four garments. He wears the big day laban, the white clothes, all the white clothes. So now the question is, what do you mean? A Kohen head also wears four garments. So therefore, after the Tamid don't shahar, you have to make this second coin now that's upgraded to the coin Gadol recognizable that he's a coin Gadol. What? He's going to put in the four garments. You look at the like coin Eytzat. That's what you do every day. Which means what is he doing special to show that he's now a coin Gadol? Now, now you can answer, but on. So the Mefashchi Tov Yeshanim answers we're talking about in the second bit of Megdash where there was no shemen and mishcha. The Shemina Mishra only was around the first bit of Middash. So anointing him with oil is not an option. Nothing. So the only option is what? Clothing. The clothing. clothing. But after the Tamid Shoshah, he's only wearing four clothes. So it comes again what it says, Amar of Which means uh, the belt will be the difference. Because according to this opinion, the belt of the Kohen Hidyot, the regular Kohen was Kilayim was kilayim, was a mixture of chaatner, wool and linen. However, the belt that the Kohen Gadol wears on Kapoor is boots, is only linen. So therefore, by wearing the linen belt and not the kilayim belt of the Kohen that will show that he is the Kohen Gadol. So you understand the, the, where the differentiation is going to be? Mm-hmm. He's wearing four garments, and the number of garments is no difference. And the belt is going to be the difference. Look at Rashi. The linen belt, exactly. Look at Rashi. Oh, Pshita, let's read all the Rashis. See Rashi Peshita? Mm-hmm. Peshita Iraq, the Kohen Gadol Psul, the Yom Kippurim which means that Tamiz Shachar is not part of Yom Kippurim, Tamiz Shachar right. is a daily item, so even before he gets to the Yom Kippurim, he's already inaugurated, because he put on the eight clothes, that's... That's fine. Next, Lashi. Bameh mehan khinoto haray avodat yom kipurim shacharat tamid ba begadimi. After tamid shosharat, the queen wears four garments. U bameh yeah. unlikar shuh kohen gadol? Me'olam. Me' mean, he, he never showed that he's a kohen gadol. V'heikh han yatsa God. He's got to leave his avodat coin Hijot status right. to yeah. get that's to that's the right. coin gadol. No. Right. He put on four garments. I was like, every coin Hijot jot wears four garments." What's what's your what's recognizable? Uh, well, exactly. What's your uh, difference? Answer, she Babnit the same way, in the wears a regular linen belt But the idiot until this point he always wore a shirtless belt so therefore the hiker is going to be on that one Dormant. So comes the Gemara and analyzes okay. Which means This is good according to the opinion that says That all year long the Kohen Gadol and the Kohen Idiot Would all wear a belt of Kilayim And just on Kippur The linen Kohen Gadol would change to a linen belt So now we know what the difference is Again, Hani leman de Amar Abne Toz kohen Gadol zeu Abne Toz Shil-Kohen Hediot the Kohen uh, Gadol's belt All year long is the same belt of the Kohen Hediot Meaning what? That it was always Karayim Oh, so by, that's good Because by changing it to a boots belt To a linen belt Now you have a Heker El Aleman de Amar Abne Toz kohen Gadol which means, according to the opinion that says that the Kohen idiot all year long wore pishtan, so then, because if you hold that the Kohen idiot wore pishtan all year long, everybody agrees, by the way, the Kohen gadol wore pishtan on Kippur. That's not a question, it's a of the Torah. But if you say the Kohen idiot wore pishtan all year long, how is the Kohen gadol now going to be recognized? Oh, no. He's putting on uh, boot, uh, boots. Oh. What do you mean? All year long the Kohen Hediot wears boots. Explain to you again. If you say all year long the Kohen Hrjot wore kilayim, and the Kohen Gadol wore kilayim all year long, and just like Kippur, the Kohen Gadol wore linen, beautiful Heker. All year long everybody's wearing... mixture belts. belt. You know, comes Kippur, the Kohen Gadol Rishon, number one, got Pasu, after the Korban Tamid, now they tell the second guy. Okay, about you're now the Kohen Gadol. Put on your four garments. He puts on his four garments, but he puts now the boots. the boots belt on. Oh, you're a Kohen Gadol. Nice. Good, but according to the opinion nice. that says that all year long the Kohen Gadol wore the boots belt. Kohen idiot wore the boots belt, so now you're telling this Kohen Gadol on Kippur Okay, you're a new guy now, put on the garments, he puts on the boots belt, what is it recognizable? He's like, like a Kohen idiot. he didn't do anything uh, that is, uh, anything that's, that's new really the So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. Amar Abayeh, Lovesh Mona u'mapech Bitsin uh, So the Gemara says, <laughs> before he puts on the four, let him put on the eight, now mm-hmm. putting on the eight and walking around does not designate a Kohen Gadol as a Kohen Gadol. You have to do a service with the eight commons. But there's no service. The Korban was already brought. So what are they going to do? So let him take the Tsundura, that's the metal uh, fork that they used to have. Mm and let him go to the Mizbaya, uh, where they brought the korban Tamid Shul Shachar, and let him turn the meat over. Work the, Which exactly, work the meat of the Mizbaya. Now, it's, is, it, is it necessary? Yeah. But not, not necessarily, but it's the yeah. Because bottom one, you're yeah. causing the Basar the, uh, of the Tamid to what? Yeah. To get uh, right. roasted faster. Yeah. So therefore, we, we almost like a create a new Avodah for this guy to become a gadol. Now, Meaning, if an Israel would go, Israel would go and So what does that show you? It's a service. So therefore, it's significant. So therefore, you let the Kohen Gadol, the new guy, dress up, do the Mehpech uh, the over there, and he becomes a Kohen Gadol. then a papa, a papa gives a second answer. He says, I don't know. The avoda of Yom Kippurim itself—that is, Hirenuch—which means even if he's not wearing any different garments, he's wearing the same boots, one as the Kohen Jot That wears all your—that—that that doesn't matter. You don't gotta put on the eight and let him start after the Korban Tamid. Now, the only one that can serve on that day is what Gadol. The fact that he's doing it. That shows he's a kohen gadol, because the avodah itself inaugurates him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we know who can serve in the Bet Hamikdash Kippur—only one man, kohen gadol. So from the fact that he's—he's that guy that's doing the avodah, whatever it is. I don't—but you didn't put oil on his head. He's wearing the same garments as a kohen ediot. But bottom line, he's the guy. Once he's the guy that's doing it, automatically that shows you he is the... <laughs> going to also. His avodah inaugurates him. Exactly. So the Gemara approves this. Didn't we learn a, a similar concept in the Brayta? All the vessels that Moshe Rabbeinu made for the Mishkan in his time, Moshe Rabbeinu fashioned the vessels, Mishihatan Mekandashtan by pouring the oil on them <laughs> the oil that was poured on them sanctifies them because there's a pasuk that says <laughs> <like Kadesh Utam. laughs> yeah. Anointed Anointed and, and they became holy, they became holy. <laughs> oh from Moshe Rabiru's time and on anytime they wanted to make <laughs> you make the keli how do you sanctify it? you use it once you use it, it becomes kadosh. So just like the keli becomes kadosh through usage, so to over here, it becomes kodesh through service. Now, uh, uh, the mefarshim do ask a uh, question over here, uh, because the pasuk says, Vayim they put the oil on them, on those kelim of Moshe. So the Gemara makes it derasha. Otam bimshiha velo aharin bimshiha. So this is the ask a question. Uh, they have a beferush pasuk. Gezerat katuf. Who told you that if kelim becomes sanctified by usage, that that automatically means that a kohen gadol becomes sanctified by service? Which means, if you want to tell me, it's sefarah five, but you have a beferush pasuk. Uh-huh. Pasuk veimsha Shachem otam. Otam bimshiha velo acharim bimshiha. As that's a gezerat katuf. So from a Gizat to Gesher, how can you go start learning now to a Kohen that his service is going to sanctify? That's us say a, a she'ela that they learn, but let's look at the uh, nashies over here. Let's catch up with the nashis. Let's start on the bottom, the bottom of uh, Yud Bet Amud Bet. Let's try to read all the nashies here. Let's start with Amad Abayin. This is the answer that says let him uh, take the fork and no, turn the meat. Nice. let him uh, turn over one of the bones or the meat of the Korban Tamid, With the metal fork, That's considered Avodah. Because mm-hmm. it causes it uh, burn quickly. You're turning it over. Because the pasuk says that So you see that what hasten the Hastening the Avodah is considered Avodah Okay, we turn to Ahmud Bet. Avodato Mehanachto, Taplashi. Avodat Yomakiprim Atma. Sheena Kishila ilabekuhengadol Vizda Mehanachto. The kyonagi do that. The work itself is the Avo is the g as the uh Hainuk Meshihatan Mekadeshtan Kidikliv Bayim Shahaim Otam, that's by the Kelin. I just say that's where the question was how do you know just because the kalim or automatic how do you know that that applies to a answers this question bottom line that's what the Gemara is saying so now we go to the subject which is the last subject of today's Gemara regarding the belt of the Kohen Gadol and the Kohen Hijot the Gemara is not going to analyze we know for sure, on Kippur, the Kohen Gadol wore boots. Right. That's the argument, I all just a bit Pasuk. Yeah, the question is now going to be, who wore what type of belt during the rest of the year? Meaning the Kohen Gadol and the Kohen Hedyot, what was the status of the no. abnet? So the Gebra starts. Ki atā gafdīmi came from iris <laughs> to He said the following statement. Regarding the belt of the Kohen Ediot, Rabbi and Rabbi Hazam and Shimon, it's tanaim. Rabbi and Rabbi Hazam and Rabbi Shimon. Hadama shel kelaim and hadama shel boots. Simple machloket. One says it's sharpness, and one says what? it's boots. Only problem is we don't know who says what. Hadamar, hadamar. So nation. now the Gibranah, through deduction, is going to try to figure out who said what? Which one was the Who What, what did the B say? So the Gibranah says, Tistayim, let us conclude. Did a B who the Amar Michel Kilayim? We're going to prove now that bee must have been the one that held that the Kohen Hidiot, his belt all year long was what? Kilayim. Okay? How do you know? De Tanya because we have a brighta en ben kohen gadol le kohen ela abnet debre lev bi so the b said the only difference between a kohen gadol and a kohen yod is what the belt the b le hazevar b shimon umed af lo abnet and b shimon says you know what even the belt is not a difference. Same. So, suddenly the bishop on saying Same. that the Kohen Gadol, the Kohen Jot are equal in everything, including the belt. Same. And the is saying, well, they're equal in everything except. except the belt. Now, we didn't get to the proof yet. Now we're going to analyze. The Torah says, Emat. When are we talking over here? Which means, we could either be talking about two situations. All year long, or Kippur. So we want to know what the Braita over here was referring to. Emat, when? Ine'ma if you're telling me that we're talking about all year long, and the Hadushas, you're telling me what? That all year long, the only difference is what the belt meaning. The Kohen the Gadol wears kel and the Kohen Gadol wears um, Kohen Gadol. Right. Not on Kippur. All year long, the Kohen Gadol wears kel and you're going to tell me that the Kohen Gadol wears boots, so the Gemara says, Tuva'ika. <inaudible> That's the only difference? There's a lot of differences between it. Why? Kohen right. Why'd you give another difference, by the way? The biggest difference? The Kohen Gadot wears eight and he wears four. Which is, if Rabbi was talking about all year long, why did he say the only difference is between a Kohen Gadot and a Kohen Gadot, the belt? There's a much bigger difference between a Kohen Gadot and a Kohen Gadot, all year long. He's got eight clothes and he's got four clothes. Ela la yom Ela must be talking about Kapoor. Oh or Kippur there's no difference in the clothes because Kohen Gadol wears four clothes and the Kohen wears four clothes and that must be the only difference is what? the belt and therefore what was he saying? he was saying that the Kohen Gadol he wears boots and the Kohen Jot must wear Shatnes must wear K'laim so therefore what do you see from over here? Back to the original <laughs> statement of Ravdimi. Uh, Ravdimi yeah. Rav came along and said, kohen idiot, rabbi rabbi Must be that opinion that said is Rabbi. How? Because Rabbi said there's no difference between a Kohen Gadol and a Kohen Idiot. No difference, except the belt. Okay, Rabbi, what are you talking? You're talking uh, all year long? All year long, there's a body there's many differences. The biggest difference would be 8 and 4. And you know what Nabi must have been talking about? Kippur. Well, and what was he saying? That the difference between Kohen Gadol and Kohen Hedjot on Kippur is what? The belt. Kohen Gadol wears boots and Kohen wears Kilayan. That means all year long the Kohen Hedjot wears Kilayan. On Kippur as well as the rest of the year. So, therefore, now we've solved our question. Ravdimi came from Babel. He said, Listen, I have two rabbis. I have Rabbi, I have Rabbi uh, Shimon, Rabbi Al Rabbi Shimon. I don't know who said what, but I know one of them said that the Kohen had Yot wore Kilayim. So, Gabriel, you know what? I'm going to figure out who that opinion was that says it was Kilayim. And they figured out to tell us who was it Rabbi. How? Because we have a Brighta. And the Brighta, what did the Brighta say? The Vietnamese said clearly, the only difference between the Kohen Gadol and the Kohen And we're understanding it because we the belt So comes the Gibran and says no No no, no proof, if, if that's your whole proof, I can reject it Gibran's no. Amri, La Le'olam Bishar Yemot I can tell you know what the Blight I was talking about, all year long now, by the way, once you go all year long, you change the whole Hadushah. <sighs> because all year long, you tell me that the difference is all year long, that what? Kohen Gadol wears sharpness and the Kohen does not. Then, then it becomes the opposite. It becomes the opposite. But what do you mean? I thought you told me there's a big difference. There's a the big difference between the eight and the four. Because God says, no, when we were talking all year long, mm-hmm. we were only comparing the four garments that are similar to each other. Right. I don't know, Which means, we know there's a difference between eight and four. I'm not discussing that, Pashut. But in the four that they both wear, there's a difference. So therefore, technically you can learn the Vraita like this. Rabbi came along and said the Vraita, the only difference between the Kohen and the Kohen is what? The belt. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it's all year long. That means what? The Kohen Gadol all year long wears kil'ayim, and the Kohen Hedyot wears boots. Ah, what do you mean? That's the only difference? Yes, in the four garments that they have equal, uh, uh, they, they share? Look, yeah. That's the only uh, only difference. So therefore you have no proof, because it could be, be the opinion that holds that no, that he wears linen. So therefore, we're back to our question. Davdimi, you came and said, uh, we have an opinion that says that the Kohen Hediot uh, where is Kilayim? We don't know who says what. Okay. There's an opinion that says the Queen Hijot wears Kilayim. So originally we thought to say, oh, you know, that, that's the B by the way. That's the B. Because we thought the B'lighter that compares Queen Gadot to Hijot was Kippur. If you compare it to Kippur, that means the Queen Gadol wears boots and the Queen Hijot wears oh. Kilayim. Oh, Kilayim or Kippur? Because oh. you can't all year long, he's the princess Kilayim. No. I'll tell you that when the B made his statement, the difference between Kohen Gadol and Kohen was all year long. But yeah. oh, then, then you reversed it. Yeah. If it's all year long, it's the opposite. Kohen Gadol wears Kilaim and the Eddie wears boots. So we're back to the question. Ravdini. Who said what? From this braita, I can go either, either way, way. Either way. Either way. So the Gebarah says, you know what? I'll give you a clear proof. Forget about deducing it from this braita. I'll give you a straight proof. Gebarah says, Ki atar when Ravine came, where did Ravine come from? Okay. Again, it also came from Eretz Yisrael. He answered this question: Amad abneto shel Kohen Gadol beyom Kapurim beferush the belt of the Kohen Gadol on Kapur, devre oh. akol shel boots. Now, no argument—that's the beferush pasuk the Torah. Everybody agrees the Kohen wore boots on Kapur. B'shar oh. yemotashana devre akol shel kelaim, and nobody argues all year long the Kohen Gadol wore. Oh. No argument. <laughs> 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 no argument. No argument. No argument. argument. So therefore, clearly, we have now a statement that Nabi is the one that holds the Kohen and Jod's belt. All year long was Kilayim, whereas the Kohen Gadol, all year long was Kilayim, but Kippur was Bood. So therefore, what really Naveen did, he's not arguing with Nabi, he's just explaining to us what Navdimi's cryptic statement was. Because Nabi, when he came from Nabi, he just said, Had Amar, Had Amar. One said, one said. Uh, who, who said? Who said what? So when uh, Ravine came along, he saw the twas, he said oh, I'll tell exactly who said what. Mm-hmm. It was Rabbi, Shib, Rabbi, Rabbi is the one that said, the Tikwein Hidyot indeed war, Kilayim. Now Rabbi Na'mambar Yitzchak is going to come along and say, I'm going to give you another proof. I'm out of Na'mambar Yitzchak, At Anan Nami Tanina. I'll give you another Tanayik source that the B is the one that holds the Tikwein Hidyot's belt was indeed, Kilayim. How? Regarding the mitzvah of Terumat tradition what is terumah Haddashin? Every day the Kohen had to go to the Mizbaya and he had to take a machdal, a shovel, and he had to scoop up some of the uh, ashes of the Mizbaya. And He just places it next to the Mizbah on the side Because it was all, there was a mound of ashes uh, from the Korbanot mm-hmm. So therefore we just take a, a scoop of it and put it next to the Mizbah That was a service, that was called Terumat addition. Okay, now regarding Terumat addition, uh, The Pasuk uh, says, kohen has to be dressed With the bagadine. It says, And bad al says, he puts on his uh, the white uh, garments. Mm-hmm. Now the Gemara says like this: seemingly the pasuk is very, very redundant. Vilavash, a kohen Middobad is like the um, uh, his pants, like midobad is the linen uh, pants. U'michnese bad yilbash al besaro. What Yilbash mean? What do you mean? We know Yilbash and right in the beginning of the Pasukh it says Velavash Then it says Yilbash, Yilbash. Yeah. Why does it have to say Velavash? Yilbash yeah. Seemingly it is Redundant Redundant yeah. So far yeah. so good? Yeah. So the Gemara says like this <laughs> Al-Besaro He puts the Miknasahim on his flesh but He's got to touch his Basar What is it? You told me Velavash already mm-hmm. What do you have to tell me? Yilbash Yeah? Mm-hmm. So the Gemara says Le uh, havi From the pasuk it only tells me two of the garments. bad That's only two garments. But a kohen idiot wears four garments. Of course, you're missing the mesnefet and you're missing the Abnet So how do I know he's got to wear the other two garments that are not written in the pasuk? From the extra one yilbash, it's coming to tell me. Where the other two also, please? Which means, also where the Mr. Ifid and the Abnet. Again, Pasuk only lists two out of the four. How do you know when to, to make haramat dish and he has to wear all four? From the fact that the Pasuk says Yil-bash. the word Yilbash, again, twice. Good? Now, comes again says says be That's Okay. The Bidu Sa'omer, I have another hadush from the Wajjil Bash. Big Hadjush. Le'havi, Degde, Kohen Gadol, Bi Kipurim mm-hmm. Shehen kesherim The Kohen Hidiot. Wow. The clothes, that a Kohen Gadol wears on Kippur, he wears the four clothes, yes? Yes. The four garments. The Bidu La'van, we call them. The white clothes, because he doesn't want to wear gold, because he doesn't want to remind Bodhi ulama of The Torah says, what does the king Gadot do after these? After Kippur is over? What do you do with these begadim? Mm-hmm. So the pastor says, niham sham. You have to leave them there. Now, there's a great mahluk. Wait, what do you mean you leave them there? You, and, and do what with them? Mm-hmm. So the bidosa says, it means you can't use it for next year's Kippur service. Jeez, it's yeah. a once-in-a-year item, once in a year right. once, yeah, you can't reuse the big Kohen Gadol, right, for the Kohen Gadol and Kippur. But you know what you do with them? Give them to the Kohen Doesn't right. the Kohen wear four garments? So the Bidu says, says, you know, we learned from the word Yilbash. Yilbash tells me that not only can he wear his garments, to Kohen he's allowed to even wear the old Kohen Gadol's garments, garments that were kipur. used on Kippur. You can recycle them on a grain jot, which is a hadush. Right? Right? That's the opinion of the bidosa. You do not have to put them in genizah after kippur. Okay? Now. Right? Exactly. You're recycling the begadim. Uh, exactly. Now, I want to point out where he knows this from. Because on Yom Kippur, the word yilbash is written. By Hadamat tradition, which we're talking about now, the word yilbash is... Written. Huh? Just like when you do the Aramat tradition he's wearing, a regular Kohen wears four clothes to do it. So to Ant-Kippur, when the Kohen wears the four clothes, they can be used for the Kohen. Hidiot. Beautiful. Now, Rabbi did not accept this. When Rabbi Dosak came along and said, What are you telling me? You the Kohen idiot can wear the clothes of the Kohen God that he wore in Kippur. Impossible. <laughs> Rabbi comes along and says, I have two refutations on this subject. Number one, Hada, the Abnetoshil Kohen God, the Abnetoshil Kohen God, the Kohen Very good. It's not so the same belt on so The, the Kohen God, what type of belt does he wear in Kippur? Oh. Said- boots. Yeah, boots all year long according to the B what is the Kohenet Yot wear? so what are you talking about? Uh, that doesn't make sense how can you tell me that he can wear the clothes of the great Yot all year long it's not it the clothes. same clothes so, wow. proof positive right there before we go any further right. from here we see again the B holds Kohenet only wears Kel-ayim. Kelayim now second refutation second refutation is shenishtamshah hamura what are you talking about? The clothes of the Kohen Gadol on where did they go? Kodesh Kodeshim. How could you not downgrade them? Which means once already these clothes went into the Kodesh Kodeshim, you cannot take it down to let it go in and use it outside the Kodesh Kodeshim. So that's the second refutation. So he says, Oh, so back to the question. So what does the word Yilbash mean according to Rabbi? What does it come to teach us? et Hashakim. So we come to long over here at what? That the Kohen, not the Kohen Gadot, the regular Kohen is allowed to wear uh, worn out clothes. The clothes of the Kohen Hediot do not have to be new. Now, Granted, they can't be ripped no, or torn. No, no. But even if they're yeah. used, used and worn a little, it's okay. So bottom line, from the word uh, Yilbash, we had actually three dirashot today. The first dirash was Yilbash teaches me that Fahara dish in two more clothes. Not only the, two that the Torah says, but the Mitznefet and the Abnet. Good. When the Kohen Hediot in the morning takes the, the, the ashes off the Mizbaya, it's got to have four garments. The Dosar said, I got a big handbrush for you. Yilbash... Tizirah, shama, yilbash, Yilbash, kuhin, hidyot, could wear the clothes of no, the kuhin, kuhin, Gadol. No, no, no. The B comes home and says, Oh, impossible. Two refutations. Number one, the belts are different. And number two, You can't lower the kedusha of the God. Also, the B, what do you do with the word uh, Yilbash? I got a different item. I learned that the garments of the Quhin, could be even, not new, meaning even if it's worn out, so long as it's not ripped, it is permissible. But what do you see from over here? That the bee does all that the Kohen Hedyot's belt all year long was what? Kill ayin. Now, the Azda Rabido Salat Ta'ameh, Rabido Salat says, the Kohen Hedyot can wear the old clothes of the Kohen Gadol, he's following his opinion. The Tanya, the Niham Sham. It says by the Kohen Gadol Al Kippur. After he finishes wearing the four garments, what does he do? Vini Hamsham, he leaves them there. Right. Now, the simple interpretation that we always understood Vini Hamsham means yeah, you know, Finish once you, you wear them once once a year. Not once a year, once the a the lifetime. lifetime. Yeah. You take them off, you leave them there forever. Right. Rabbi Dosah didn't learn like that. He learns vini Hamsham, Milamech Teonim that's Talakama. that means he learns Ben-Yaham-Sham that the Quen Gadol can't wear them again. But a, a Quen Hediot, no, 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 yes. No, no, no. So the Makhluk, it really is based on how do you learn Ben-Yaham-Sham? If you learn these finished, not, not the Queen Gadol can wear it, not the Queen Hediot can wear it. But if you learn Ben-Yaham-Sham is on the Quen Gadol, that Queen Quen uh, uh, yes. Baruch Amen. 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 Amen.